Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I bring on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Hey there, welcome back to Podcasts and Amplify. We are going to be talking about all the things on the sort of back end of our businesses that make things happen, <laughs> the things that actually make sure that we are operating in the way that we need to be. And hopefully it's helping us and making it smoother and make it feel streamlined and less stressful. So Tara Wilder is here today to talk to us about online business tech. So she's an online tech strategist. She helps coaches, consultants, and service providers implement customized systems and automations that take out that chaos. She puts in all the systems to make it really simple so that you can spend your time on the other parts of your business that are probably more in your zone of genius. <laughs> but this is Tara's zone of genius. So welcome, Tara, and tell us a little bit more about yourself. I just gave a quick overview of what you do, but I'd love to hear it in your own words. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kristen, and everybody who's listening. I'm so excited to be having this conversation because uh, most people would not be excited about talking about tech. So I hope that this um, rejuvenates or maybe even just brings curiosity and excitement around tech for people. And that was a pretty good description of what we do. The, the tech that we work with are all the tech systems and automations that help run your business operations and marketing. So things like your email funnels, websites, client onboarding, offboarding, things like that. I have an agency called Envivo where we do it for them or with them. And uh, I also have a brand called Conquer Online Business Tech where we actually teach entrepreneurs who may not want to or may not be able to hire someone to do it themselves. I've seen like a lot of people not understand how to do tech. Like their coach may tell them, oh, you need a lead magnet to build your email list and get MailChimp or something. And they're like, okay, but how does it all work? And so I'm like, all right. In these courses, we go step by step. You need your lead magnet created. Here's how you do it. And you need a form on a page. Here's how you do that. The form needs to be connected, so on and so forth. So they know that they need to do these things or be vaguely aware. They're vaguely aware, but don't know how to do it. So I have a lot of, a lot of fun teaching people who don't understand tech how to do it. Yeah. And I, I bet you do because you're such a, an engaging person and you have a great personality. I'm sure you all can tell that just from this, you know, couple <laughs> of minutes, but as we go through, um, Tara is just really very open and you're actually the exact kind of a personality that I would want teaching me tech. <laughs> oh, not my good. thing. And I feel like it would be like a very joyous thing for something that is typically not joyous for me. Um, and I love that you have the two sides of, you know, teaching people how to do it themselves. And then also like, let's do it for you. So I think that's really great. Let's talk about a pivotal moment that got you here. Cause I like to hear a little bit of people's backstory. And I think we all have those pivotal moments where we're like, oh, that was the thing that, that led me here. 
I'm glad that you said that because there are two that I can think of. And I think both of them are equally important. So the first one was when I started my business seven and a half, almost eight years ago. And um, I was 24 years old and I didn't have any business experience. I I didn't even have corporate experience, really. I worked at a small IT company. And um, long story short, I was kind of like, it wasn't a good fit for me, basically, emotionally and mentally, energetically. And I was like, I should start my own business and I can do this by myself and make unlimited amount of money instead of just being constrained to what my salary was. And I like to say um, that people should have the confidence of a stupid 24-year-old because I suggested it to my husband. And he's like, okay, sure. And we didn't have savings and couldn't exactly go down to one income. And we did, obviously. And we're intelligent, like people, college educated, had life experience. But still, we didn't have so much life experience to have that fear of all the things that could go wrong. We were, I like to say like naive, but not in a bad way. I mean, it's the courage that comes with that. So I started the business and I am a completely different person now than I was back then because I've just learned so much, not just in business, but also in my own personal development. I've met so many cool people. And it's just been unreal. So I realized that that by itself wasn't a story like I was on my way home from work crying because my boss said this and that. But I would say that that was a big moment just going, hey, I think I could do this thing. It sounds like fun. I don't know how to do it, but Google is free. I'll figure it out. What I did was I didn't know anything about business. So I Googled that. I didn't know anything about this like online entrepreneurial world, like who Amy Porterfield was and Marie Forleo, things, people like that. And it was just like a series of events that introduced me to eventually Facebook groups for entrepreneurs. You know how everybody back in the day, probably now still have their own Facebook groups and one thing led to another and here we are. The second pivotal moment was much more recently. So That agency that I started was Envivo, and we're still around. We still serve the same people, but it was focused around marketing. So we were doing a lot of what you're doing, too, is strategizing with people on their podcasts, but um, more kind of looking at the whole ecosystem. You described it as an ecosystem to me the other day. And um, looking at all of that and seeing how content marketing plays into not just your social media, but how it plays with your email marketing and your blogging and all that. So. I would do strategy. My team and I would create the content and manage it all and do all that stuff. Then a few years in, I was like, I don't know if this is what I want to do anymore. And I was like flirting with that idea. I tried to pivot in different ways and nothing really felt like a good fit. And then I was like, if I could just do the tech because people were already hiring me for tech, but we weren't positioning ourselves as a tech company, then that would be great. I would love to teach and do that. But I was afraid of rebranding myself because everyone knew me as the online marketing girl. And then something happened. I had hired a coach, the same coach for the third time and had great experience with her each time. And the third time, it was like pulling teeth for myself to get myself to market myself and talk about online marketing. And I'm like, this used to be easy. Why is this not easy? It hasn't been for a couple of years. And I was finally like the idea of pivoting to tech instead of marketing hit me again. And that time I had zero hesitation. I sent her a Voxer message in the middle of the night and I was like, I don't want to do marketing anymore. I want to do tech. 
And then the next morning she replied and she's like, there it is. All right, now let's get to work. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Yes. Yeah. And you know when it's the right thing because you're just unhesitatingly sort of all in and you're like, yes, full body, this is it. Yes. And I feel like you don't always need that feeling necessarily. It was nice that I did finally, but it's okay to have hesitation. Actually, what led to Conquer Online Business Tech eventually, um, at the time of recording this, it's been a year since I pivoted to tech. So that was January 2022. And um, and then I was like, I want to teach people. I want the course shop. I want Conquer Online Business Tech. And I was like, I want to get the agency to a certain level. And then, but to be honest, the agency is not at that level. But I was like, heck, I still want to do this shop. So I'm going to do it anyway. And so that's kind of how it got to be here. Nice. Well, thanks for sharing your journey with us. And I love the 24 year old confidence and, you know, sometimes have not knowing what you don't know is a blessing, right? right? Because you can just kind of be blindly ignorant and go into things, but fear is such a factor in a lot of people's journey and holding them back. So even if it's just that blind faith to get you towards where you want to go or getting on that journey, I think it is also really valuable. It's a combination of not knowing what can go wrong and believing in yourself and your ability to figure it out. Because that's what I always believed about myself before and still now too, now that I have so much more life experience. And I believe everybody listening to this is capable of figuring things out. It may look different for everybody, but we're capable of figuring it out, you know? So I didn't have that fear to outweigh or outweigh my confidence in myself. So it was just confidence. So I think, and fear can be helpful too. Right. Fear has its place and it's, it's useful, but you're so right. The people that I see who are the most successful, that's really the differentiator. It's that they just believed in themselves. And that's a huge gift if you're not struggling with that sense of confidence. So it's great that you had that Let's get into the tech a little bit. So what are some of the common hurdles that you see when it comes to business owners and them, you know, managing their tech or them being frustrated with their tech even? I would say the biggest hurdle that I have experienced with entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed with their tech, and I'm going to add something to that, feeling like their tech is messy in their business, because if it wasn't messy, they wouldn't feel overwhelmed. In most cases, the biggest hurdle is oftentimes that they are giving everything equal priority. So basically, it feels like everything is constantly on fire and everything needs to be fixed now. I need to fix my website and my Calendly or my appointment booking tool and my invoicing and my contracting. All of it needs to be done right now. Then what what that causes is that they may not have the funds to literally outsource everything and they don't have the time or energy or emotional space to take it all on themselves. And so they become paralyzed and overwhelmed and they don't do anything or they try to do some of it, but because they have that overwhelm in their brains and frustration, they kind of create something that's messy or halfway done and it's not serving them at all anyway. So I would say that overwhelm and frustration leads them to giving everything equal priority and then nothing ending up done in the end. 
yeah, it's just like all chaos. It's just chaos. <laughs> and yeah, just frustration and kind of half ass done. So yeah. how can we go from that overwhelmed, this is not working, it's not great. Um, how can we go from that to having a better relationship with our tech so that it doesn't feel like this uphill battle? So the very first thing is to just kind of clear your energy or mind or overwhelm, work on that emotional and mental state you're in right now. And not just in this moment, but just overall, it's kind of like a level of accepting that it is what it is right now. So that way you can at least release some of it as you're going into the next phase to actually get something done, which is to prioritize. So, and the reason why I'm kind of approaching this one as like, something difficult to do is because I've spoken with people and my own clients too, where I've been like, okay, let's prioritize. And when the list is, when you're getting further down the list, they're like, okay, well, this thing is item number 10, but it's still important. And I'm like, well, yeah, it is important. Lower priority does not mean less important. It's just, we literally cannot do 15 things at once. So we got to pick something to do. So prioritizing is really important. If you have a hard time with prioritizing one through 10 or however many projects you have that need to be done, then think of it more as like breaking it into three categories, like priority A, priority B, priority C. So that way, like you're kind of tricking your mind into thinking priority, since you're already equaling or equating priority, the word priority with the word important, just be like, these are three different types of importances. <laughs> and I'm going to work on list A first. So seriously being honest with yourself about what needs to be done first, and then do that. Yeah, I think that can set you up for um, good time management, good focus. Um, you talked about kind of clearing your mind of that. I think too, like not beating yourself up for it either. Because yes. Tech is like not some people's thing. You know, I didn't get into podcasting because I love tech, but I have to do that as part of you know, producing podcasts and helping people to do that. My zone of genius is in communications and connecting with people. So am I going to be great at that? Probably not. I, I have some capability, but um, I think it's easy for us to think, oh, we have to do it all and we have to be good at all of it. Yeah. People are surprised. Well, not, it's not surprising. It makes sense, but really apologetic in my experience with not understanding tech. And I really want people to understand that we, first of all, none of us came out of the womb knowing tech. We could barely breathe when we came out of the womb. And that's like the most basic thing. And so we all learned at some point and it comes more naturally to some people than others. And that's fine because you, the person listening to this, have areas of expertise that I'm not awesome at or they're not my expertise. It's just that it doesn't come naturally and you just haven't built that skill set. This is not a reflection on who you are as a person. And I did a market research survey when I did my uh, pivot to tech and some people were really mean to themselves mm. in the answers. I was like surprised. I didn't realize there was that level. So I'm really glad that you said that because that needs to be addressed. Yeah, there can be a little bit of like 
pressure on that we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. these crazy expectations of I should be able to do it all and then there's another level of like shame because I can't do it all it just becomes this vicious cycle yeah and I want to add another thing to that which is I'm a tech person but I always believe that it should be simple at the very beginning if it's too overwhelming for you don't make it something that's complicated like I love project management systems where you set up your tasks and your Uh, calendar, maybe even with a digital tool. But some people do much better with pen and paper with planning things out or just managing their own tasks. And I say if that works for you and your brain right now, and it's not holding you back in any other way, then do that. It doesn't have to be techie. If you need to manually send contracts to people, just do that. Yes, automating will save time. But you may, it may be messy because you're overwhelmed with it. It may take more time even. You may be paying money and not using just a bunch of things. So if it's easier for you to just keep it simple right now, just do that. So I love those tips for simplifying and giving us permission. I think you gave us permission to do things in our own way, even if it's not on the tech focused because it's easier for us. Hey friends, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to a free workshop that I created. It's called Launch a Binge-Worthy Podcast, and it's all about helping you to create a heartfelt podcast that reaches your soul listeners and grows your business. If you want access, just go to podcastandamplify.com. It's totally free. Okay, friend, back to the show. Um, Let's talk about some tips for cleaning up our system. So what would you say to anyone listening who's like, okay, I have this sort of messy ball of yarn <laughs> when yeah. it comes to my um, tech systems. Are there a few things that, that we could do now to make it maybe less draining and more, yeah, just simple? The first step is to evaluate your whole tech situation. Like think of the different categories of your business. And I have a blog post in a um, plan generator that you guys can go check out too. Um, that explains what I'm about to explain. But basically the different areas of your business, write down, like just brain dump all of the um, the tech projects or the systems and automations that you want to create and then prioritize them. Again, with the levels of importance, look at also what you've got coming up in the next 90 days so that you can realistically understand your bandwidth. Like if you're going on a trip for four weeks, then you know taking on projects A, B, and C may not be realistic. Look at your time, money, um, energy, all your resources, team members you have. Can you delegate it to them? Can you afford to invest in hiring an expert to do it? Look at all of that and then revisit your list of projects and select the ones you think you could realistically do in the next 90 days. It may just be one, but the thing is, is time will pass anyway. So if you try to do a million projects at once in 90 days and none of them get done, you're going to be at the end of the 90 days with zero things done. Whereas if you just do the one and you're done with it at the end of 90 days, you've come out ahead. So I would just say that. And then also when you're prioritizing these projects, think like, can you just keep it simple for now? Like I said, manually sending things out If you don't have a million clients that are coming in, your client onboarding and offboarding doesn't have to be automated. 
You know, it would be sexy and tech experts like to uh, talk about those automations. I do, but it, um, because it's sexy and exciting to have somebody else be working, you know, without having to pay somebody because it's automated. But right now it might just serve you to do it more simply. So just take it one at a time and keep it simple. And if something is not working, then just trash it for now and come back to it later. I also am really big on writing SOPs, which stands for Standard Operating Procedures, which tell you exactly how the thing works as well. And that can help uh, prevent a tangled mess in the future. Because if you forget how it works, then you can be like, oh, it's all mishmashed. When it really isn't, you just don't remember it. And uh, it's easier to delegate in the future too. If you already have it all written out, you can be like, I can't remember how my email funnel works, but here is the document. That's why we create them for our, t- our clients. If they ever have somebody else working on the thing. They can be like, here's the document and all the information you need and you can figure it out. Yeah, I love documenting. And I used to do that a lot in my corporate days, actually, because there were things that I just knew would not stay in my brain. And it saved me so much time because I didn't even have to use my brain for that. You know, I'll just go look at it when I need to, because it's not an everyday thing. It's a once Mm -hmm. in a while, but I'm not going to relearn it every time. And if someone ever comes in to replace me, they'll have it there as well. So I love documenting things and setting priorities. If we go through our list and we're like, wow, I have a lot of things I need support on. And some of these things are going to require some additional support. How do we know when it's time to invest in tech support? And what are some good questions to ask when we're looking to bring on a consultant or hire that support? I think knowing when to invest in tech really depends on the person and the situation and everything. So I have a hard time answering that question as like a general answer. But I would say when you have the money to invest in quality hires, And not just like a free intern or lowly paid intern or, you know, people like that, not because they're not necessarily capable, but they may be less experienced. They'll create something that doesn't really work for you. I've just heard a lot of stories and experiences from people. So I would say when you have the money to hire somebody and when you have the time to dedicate to the project, because when you hire somebody, that doesn't mean that you won't be involved. They're going to need you. A lot of times people want to hire and they think it's the magic pill and it's not, we still need their input. I would say that. And then the next biggest thing is that when you're hiring somebody for your tech and you're not tech savvy, I would be very clear that the person you're hiring is more of a tech strategist like I am, because if you know what the end result is that you want, that you want a lead magnet that generates leads, like people will get on your email list but you have no idea how that's going to happen, make sure the person is a strategist so that they can know the whole process. It's not just like, I know how to use MailChimp and Squarespace, but they know the most efficient way to get it done. And maybe MailChimp and Squarespace, for example, are not the best tools for you to use. And they'll be able to help inform the whole process. Now, if you already know exactly what needs to be done and you just need the labor of it being done, then you can hire a VA who has experience with those tools. So that's not necessarily a question to ask, but just get you to think as you're interviewing people, see if they can guide you on the process, if you need guidance on the process. 
Yeah, I like that you kind of broke down the different levels of support that you might need. And the way you uh, presented it, I think, is a way that we can help helps us to assess ourselves and the level of support we'll need. Do we need a little more handholding or are we okay to um, not not have that as much? So that's super helpful just to kind of do a check on like, where are we at and what what are we yes. what are we going to need? Exactly. And then, so finally, what's one step we should take today to make tech our greatest ally? That's something I love saying is making tech your greatest ally, not your biggest enemy. (laughs) Truly, I think it's just clearing your mindset around it first and accepting that maybe it's not my strongest skill. um, And I accept that. And whatever has happened so far, I don't know why this feels like a therapy session to me now, but... (laughs) Whatever I have now, it's fine that it's happened and it is what it is. And let's just clear all that up and decide what can realistically be done now. What is my next realistic step? Yeah. And I I totally hear you. I mean, there's a lot of like junk that comes up from tech. It's so much because it's so part of our lives. We depend on it. We need it at this point. And so I think when we don't get it, we just get all this other stuff that comes up. So I totally, I totally get it. Thank you so much for being such a fabulous guest. Before we leave, I want to make sure that people know where they can find out about you and then anything else you want to share. I'm on Instagram and would love to play and connect with anybody there. So come um, and send me a message. My Instagram name is I am Tara Wilder. And I'll also send you a link to that blog post as well that has what I said about the system, the steps much more in detail. I don't remember it off the top of my head. And I have a um, generator too, an action plan generator where it'll take you literally, it's a spreadsheet with multiple tabs, take you step-by-step through those categories to break it down into what is my realistic plan at the end. And you can get that at conqueronlinebusinesstech.com forward slash plan. And if you guys go to conqueronlinebusinesstech.com and you see any, uh, any courses or anything that you find interesting and might be helpful for you or your team too, because some people will buy these courses and give them to their team and say, I don't know how the thing is done. I know you don't also, but please learn and do the thing. Um, you can use the, the code AMPLIFY to get 15% off. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, That's so generous of you. And um, I'll definitely include all of uh, Tara's links and the code um, in the show notes. So thank you again for being here and being such a great guest. Of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. So if you found this episode really valuable, I'd love for you to head on over to Instagram and share your big takeaways, any aha moments that you had and tag me at podcast and amplify. If you have any questions, make sure to hit me up in the DMs. And if you have any friends or fellow entrepreneurs who you think would get a ton of value from the show, make sure to share this episode with them. Your recommendations and your reviews are really what help grow this podcast. And we are always so grateful for your support. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.